The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is DFS simplified. Head over to PrizePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to BetterFantasy.com SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. everybody welcome to the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network i'm talon jenkins joined with our host we have ryan gilbert and joel myers boys it's been a week but how are we doing tonight yeah it's been way too long here had a good thanksgiving good thanksgiving weekend and now happy to be back back with the boys here talking hockey (laughs) joel myers doing great what a week it was had a nice thanksgiving even in canada here but uh what do we think of sports? So starting off that Wednesday night, going to Thanksgiving, the NHL. But uh, Saturday in college football was ridiculous. We had Michigan upsetting Ohio State. Good old uh, Harbaugh finally beats Ryan Day there and uh, win the big game. And there was a bunch of other games, too, there on Saturday. It's just been a wild one. Uh, hockey, too. It, it, there's too much to keep track of. I don't know where to start. I'm with you on that one, buddy. I got absolutely rinsed betting on Ohio. I was pretty pissed, but kind of should have saw that one coming. Michigan's been pretty on fire lately, but what can you do, eh? All right. Well, before we get going here, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, lots of awesome stuff going on there, especially, like we said, with uh, lots of hockey info, lots of basketball, college hoops, college football, the NFL. It's all on the website. Listen to all the other shows, too, guys. Lots of awesome content. So if you're done listening to this and you're like, hey, what the hell else are we going to do? Well, go check out some of the good stuff there uh, as well. Shout out to all of our friends, as always, in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack group. Love the guys in the Slack. That's the place to be, especially for live bets and during the game. Lots of uh, lots of fun banter going around there. So check out the Slack group for sure. Uh, Ryan, where can everybody find us here, bud? Yeah, you can find us by searching Hockey Gambling Podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you're listening to this on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed, just go ahead, search search for us, and uh, subscribe to us over there. Uh, for a short link for Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey, and for Spotify is sg.pn slash hockey s. All right, guys. Well, we'll uh, we'll jump into our mortal locks and discussions from last week here. Uh, I'll kick things off. I was so pissed. I went two for three when it came to my locks, dogs, and total. My dogs and my total both hit early, but my lock didn't. And it was the last game of the goddamn night, and it was none other than the fucking Carolina Hurricanes money line against the goddamn Seattle Kraken. I had Carolina money line. They ended up losing. That was a stinker. I was pretty bummed out about that. But my dog did hit Columbus money line, uh, plus 110 against Winnipeg. Uh, I was pretty happy with that. Like I said, it was a bit of a goalie battle. Uh, Merzlikens came through for me. And then my total... Philadelphia Flyers and Florida Panthers under six plus 100. We talked about it on the show, guys. Martin Jones came through for me. What a fucking boy, eh? Yeah, Martin Jones has been solid this year, and and I was on that game as well for my lock. I had the uh, the Panthers to win in regulation, minus 110. I thought for sure there was no way the Flyers were going into Florida and even forcing overtime, but of course they did, and they lost in overtime. So I, the Flyers lost. I lost my bet. 
my uh, little chihuahua of a dog, the Golden Knights, plus 105. <laughs> those those came through for me. And uh, then my, my total, I had under six in the Senators-Sharks game. The Sharks scored six themselves, so I'm not going to win that way. Yeah, for myself, my lock was the Wild. Uh, they won, unfortunately, but at least they won money. Uh, my dog was the Canadians. I think I, I I did actually bet every Canadian team on the Thanksgiving evening there, thinking that you know maybe the American teams would be a little uh, you know looking forward to that turkey dinner and all that. But uh, only one Canadian team of the six playing on Wednesday night won. And that was the fucking Leafs. So that didn't work <laughs> out, but the total did. Uh, the Bruins and the Sabers. That was an easy over five and a half. Uh, you know, the the Sabres games are all going over these days, but uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. All right, we'll uh, we'll jump into some NHL news here. There's been a lot going on since we last spoke. Uh, we'll hit on some of the bigger topics, most of them pertaining to the gambling world. We'll kick things off here. It looks like, and I'm sure everybody's heard about this by now. Brandon Lemieux suspended five games for biting Brady Kachuk. What a shit show this has been between the aftermath of everything that they've been saying kind of off the air. Jonathan Quick has kind of chimed in trying to defend Brandon Lemieux a little bit. It's kind of hard to defend a guy when he fucking bites somebody. But anyways, Brandon Lemieux suspended five games here. What do you think, boys? I think fuck Brandon Lemieux. He was on the Rangers. He was never, never really good to the Flyers. I'm pretty sure Sam Moran kind of beat his head in in a fight last year. There's there's that great clip of. Uh, Hayes connecting and Laud and all kind of chirping him from the bench. And so he's just always been, I mean, yeah, you have the family line there. They have the, the Lemuse just first father son duo to both be suspended for fight for uh, biting. So that's uh, <laughs> some history made there. It's just, just, but yeah, the whole, the whole situation, like you, you don't bite Kachuk's like immediate reaction in him and like in the penalty box. That was amazing too. his quote after the game. They had Gilbert Godfrey read it on a cameo. That was, that was incredible. So just a, a lot of great content there. I got to be a little clannish here and uh, stick up for the Lemuse, you know, my old guy, Claude Lemieux, <laughs> legendary <laughs> app. So I got to I got to stick up for Brennan in this. But, <laughs> you know, it's in the heat of the moment. You know, some guy, he, he could have had his, his hand in the guy's mouth, you know, and it's just natural instinct. Maybe just bite it you know, heat <laughs> of the moment and all that. OK, that's my best defense. I don't know. <laughs> just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, eh? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He thought it was some uh, Thanksgiving leftover, just trying, trying to bite down on him. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, Kachuk's ugly enough to be a turkey, so. <laughs> uh. For real, though, the, on a side note, Kachuk looks like a fucking toe. I've been saying yeah. it for years, literally. Now, one more cool little thing I found about this. these Both these two's dads have fought each other, eh? Yeah, Keith no. Kachuk went at it with a Claude Lemieux once or twice back in the day, so that's a pretty cool stat just to throw out there. And they probably told their kids how much they hate each other, right? So that has grown up, you know, hating the other family. <laughs> kind of fair. All right, moving down a little bit here. Speaking of hate, looks like Artemi Panarin find 5K for throwing a glove at Brad Marchand. And I'll tell you right now here, as a Leafs fan, this is probably the, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Just the way he looked over at him, took off his fucking glove and hucked it right at Brad Marchand. Obviously, it's not going to hurt. Is it a good look for the NHL? Not exactly either. Does Brad Marchand probably deserve it? I'm sure he did. Uh, either way, Panarin gets dished the 5K fine here. What do you think? Yeah, he gets fined 5K for gets paid 11 million a year, so it's just pocket change to him. <laughs> Apparently, Marchand said something about no one in Russia liking him because he had stuff come up over the summer. So yeah, for for Panarin, he said $5,000 is nothing to him. He'll, well worth it. It was just hilarious how Panarin threw the glove and immediately motioned to like get it back as if like he'd left it on the ice and didn't just throw it at him. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty great. I think the, the quote is more like Marshan saying nobody uh, like Panarin. That's why he doesn't get the gold card from Putin, right? <laughs> uh, but no, I, I don't think it's a horrible look for the NHL. You know, this kind of stuff uh, tracks interest and all that. You know, a little, little bit of controversy. I like it. It's not it's not too bad. You know, he's fucking throwing a glove. It's not the end of the world. That's a good point, too. Everyone's all like, oh, we need to see some emotion from these players and stuff. So a guy finally does it. Shows a little bit, throws the glove at him, and boom, 5K, fine. Right. Yeah, with, with the glove and with the bite, like those are two things that, like people are gonna say you don't want in the game, but that there's probably been two of the most shared things on like social media and stuff. Like that's what people are talking about right now. They're not talking about like any amazing goals or saves. They're talking about like that stuff. And that's it might not be good for the game, but it, it's definitely growing the audience, especially with the uh, NHL being on ESPN and TNT this year. That that uh, Panarin Marchand thing was on ABC, so a lot of people saw that. That's a good point. Any publicity is good publicity, eh? Yeah. 
All right. Well, speaking of Brad Marchand, was this the next game or the game after that? Brad Marchand suspended three games for slew footing Oliver Ekman Larson. What I loved about this was his defense was if I'm getting suspended, PK should be suspended. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's at a point. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. But like his, I was I just watching earlier. He like launched Ekman Larson like in the air. He put like put him on down on his legs. So it was pretty pretty blatant, but. I agree with him. PK Subban should have been suspended as well. It's just there's there's no like justice in the NHL Department of Player Safety. It's just spin the wheel, whatever it lands on. There you go. Yeah, like Marshawn has a bit of a history, so that's probably why he got the three games. That's fair. You know what? That's something we'll talk about in another day. But goddamn, Brad Marshawn is so good. He doesn't have to be doing this shit. Like as a player wise, he's so effective. He's such a good on ice performer too. He's got all the talent in the world. He's a smart heads up player. Don't go fucking slew footing, guys, Brad. You know better than that. All right, uh, moving down here, Evander Kane from San Jose placed on waivers and is currently practicing with AHL uh, Barracuda here. I heard he doesn't intend to make the Canadian road trip with uh, the Barracuda team and that he has kind of something planned. What can you have planned here? There's there's nothing in control that you have. Like, you're with the team or you're not. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, like, you're, you're drawing interest to, to the team because you're there and with all the circus around you. But, like, no one's going to care if you, like, oh, don't go on the trip and, like, say something or hold a press conference or something like that. Like, good for him showing up. Hopefully this is some kind of turning a new page. But I don't think we can really count on that based off his past behaviors over several different occasions. He's got a trip to Vegas plan. He's got to <laughs> spin the wheel, work off that debt somehow. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody claimed on the waivers, so that that's to be expected. Nobody nobody really wants them. Um, yeah, they don't want the drama. Like, this guy is just working himself out of the league. Yeah, well, if you're still looking for a job, maybe we can find a seat for him on the Hockey Gambling Podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> he was nominated a Real Men of D-Gens a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of waivers here, boys, this one hurts. This one's tough for me, for my my go-to team that's been breaking my heart all fucking year long. Matt Murray clears waivers for the Ottawa Senators and is sent to the Belleville Senators AHL. Boys, this is just an absolute train wreck. This guy just signed a fucking four-year contract worth 6.25 cap hit. The entire contract's worth $25 million. He still has two years after this season. Like this, I, I don't even know what to say. This is how fucking bad Matt Murray has been this year. I don't know what Ottawa expected because they, they got him and they signed him to that contract after he went 899 save percentage, 2.87 goals against average with, with the Penguins in the 2019-20 season. And like the Penguins are better defensively than Senators. So Matt Murray is has struggled immensely in, in Ottawa, obviously, and now he's cleared waivers, has that big contract. And it's, it's just year after year, there's something new with Ottawa. And it's always, always good to laugh at. Uh, he was uh, having a bit of a... A little bit of a crybaby, crybaby session a bit, too, because uh, he, she was saying that he's being blamed for the Senators' struggles. Um, like, what does he want the, the sense to do? Just send the whole team down to waivers? I mean, <laughs> he's been really bad over the past two years. It's only to be expected. Like, what uh, he's getting paid an exorbitant amount, and uh, he's not lived up to it, not even close. Yeah, there was some talk that maybe Buffalo or Arizona would take him on, you know, get higher to the, the the cap floor and all that but at the same time no it's not surprising he cleared the waivers because he sucks you know what the, the thing about this is like if you looked at this in times this year where he just like decided he didn't want to play like he's taken like morning skate with the team and then just said oh no i have a cold or some shit like that and decided not to dress like ottawa has a pretty young kind of team you know look at players like tim stutzel even brady kachuk are these is this the kind of like I don't want to say veteran because it's not like Matt Murray's the oldest guy either, but is this the kind of atmosphere that you want to have in a dressing room for a younger team that's trying to kind of build into a contender within the next coming years? So maybe getting him just the flying fuck away from that team is the best thing that they can do in Ottawa. Yeah, and maybe he can finally find his game that he's lost for a few years down in the AHL. I mean, maybe that's that's got to be what Ottawa was hoping for is to help the the NHL locker room and eventually help the AHL and NHL on ice product. $25 million is great, but what the fuck are you going to spend it on in Belleville? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
A lot of negative here in the NHL news. Let's turn to something positive here. New Jersey Devil fans will be happy to hear Jack Hughes re- resigns a, or not? Yeah, I guess resigns a eight-year deal, sixty-four million dollar contract. Now I know a lot of people are saying, "Well, what the hell has Jack Hughes proved in this career so far?" But you got to remember this average like price for a starting centerman, like a one number one centerman, is probably around the ten million dollar range in the NHL right now. So to get this guy locked up for the eight years, sixty-four million dollars they have, especially with the potential for the cap to increase. Maybe not next year, but maybe two, three, four years down the line. This kind of seems like some tidy business here on New Jersey's end. Yeah, if, if the Devils are going to be good in the next few years, it's going to be based around Jack Hughes, Mackenzie Blackwood, those those young guys they have coming up. So they have to lock him in. Like like you said, this is kind of the the going rate for a top line center. He's he's only twenty one. You get him through his twenties, it's going to be most of his prime. So it looks like a good deal for the Devils. Hughes is going to be a, a name to watch there for the next decade. Yeah, I think this is a high risk, high reward kind of thing, because if he turns out to be the guy he's supposed to be, this will be a steal. But if he's a bust, then it'll be a, <laughs> something you got to move in a few years. <laughs> but at this point, I, I would say definitely take the risk. He's had a good start to the year. We saw how the team struggled after he went out. So, yeah, I, I think this will work out for both sides in the end. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. For example, if you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. The max wager match is $750 for a $1,500 match. Why not use some of those bonuses to bet on our mortal locks this week? Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. PricePix has the best NHL DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NHL props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as the bottom six grinders. They offer any prop you can think of, from shots to goals and everything in between. You can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections to win up to ten times on any entry, and it's just you against the projected numbers. They allow mixed sport entries as well, so you can take the over on a Connor McDavid prop combined with the under on a LeBron James prop in the same entry. You can use the the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100, or go to your App Store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale, and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. The average PropSwapper makes $500 a month just buying and selling sports bets on PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, guys. Well, we got a, a Big Ten game slate here on Thursday. You ready to jump on into it or what? Let's get into it. 
Right on. We'll kick things off. Speaking of the shitty Ottawa Senators, first game on the docket, we have the Ottawa Senators against the Carolina Hurricanes at 7 p.m. Uh, the game itself is in Carolina. It looks like Ottawa money line pays plus 235. Carolina money line minus 300. The puck line for Carolina, if anybody's interested, is paying off minus 120. Over under is set at six. Both over and under paying off minus 110. Boys, I'll kick this one or I'll kick this off for us here. I'm leaning towards the over here at six at minus 110. Ottawa is on a back-to-back. They are currently playing tonight. Uh, Puck drop will be in about an hour as we speak. And keep in mind, they've been back for four games since they were postponed due to COVID. In those four games, they've fucking given up 21 goals. (laughs) And Carolina's no slouch either. I'm liking the overplay at six, paying off minus 110. That's a good look, because given the money line, you either take a flyer on the Senators at plus 235 or higher, or you just... You take the total, or you can go for the Hurricanes puck line. And the Hurricanes aren't playing particularly well recently. They've, they've lost four or five. They just, I mean, they outshot the Stars 40 to 16, but lost 4 1 on Tuesday. So maybe they'll have that frustration back at home and take it out against the Senators, which is which is a good look for the, for the over as well, because the Senators cannot play defense. They're one of the worst teams in the league. They, they allow a league high 3.8 goals a game. Carolina scores at least three a game. So you could see. Carolina put it up four or five themselves just to try to get up to the over six. Yeah, the, the Canes have played the last seven of eight on the road. I think this will be a good get-right spot. Against the Senators, they played a lot of tough teams recently. And the Senators are anything but that. This is just what they need right now to get back on track. Uh, like you said, they lost a few games there. It's the Kraken, the Sharks, the Capitals, the Stars. These are good teams. So the Senators, yeah. The Canes will be motivated to win this game. I mean, if they lose this game, then things could spiral, actually. But that's why they can't let it get out of hand. So they got to win this game. So I would be willing to to lay the minus 320, whatever it is, (laughs) on the Canes. Because they're going to win this game. All right. Uh, Moving down again to the 7 p.m. slot. We have the Buffalo Sabres against the Florida Panthers. Yeah, it looks like the game itself is in Florida. Buffalo money line pays off plus 250. Florida money line minus 320. The puck line is set at minus 120 for uh, Florida. The over-under is set at 6, both over and under, again, paying minus 110. A couple shitty games here, guys. You're going to see a lot of puck line talk. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm taking Florida puck line minus 120. Now, if you look recently, you might be a bit hesitant here. Florida's yet to cover a puck line in their last five games. I think this is the breakout game that they're looking for down there in Florida. I think they're going to go into Buffalo absolutely fucking crush them it's going to be paying off minus 120 i think they're going to win by two or three here i'm taking florida puck line at home yeah this is just another game like the first one where it's it's a huge one one of the hockey game podcast favorite teams and the panthers and hurricanes both as big home favorites here and yeah you have to go for i feel like panthers puck line or or panthers regulation that's still minus 185 so i feel like that's safer because they have had a few one goal wins recently but they should really be able to blow blow the Sabres out of out of the water, like you said. And the Sabres just lost four uh seven four to Seattle. So I I can see the Panthers definitely covering the puck line here. Yeah, the Florida been a, a dominant home team. <laughs> the Sabres have only won twice on the road. And uh yeah, the the, the sheen of the Sabres, their early start, they were looking good, but it, it's worn off now. Uh they lost a bunch of games. Uh you can only look at the Panthers here. The only Question is how you're going to play them. You can play them on the puck line. You can play them in regulation. I like the team total. You can find it at minus 148 right now as of this recording, and that's what I like because the the Panthers are number two in expected goals for, and the Sabres are down near the bottom of expected goals against. And you know what? Takarsi's not going to make up for that. So, <laughs> And you know what? It might even actually be Aaron Dell, and, and he's not even good enough to beat Martin Jones back when they were both playing in San Jose. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Florida is definitely scoring four plus goals in this one. I like that. Yeah, like the team team total looks looks good there. Yeah, that's a good view. I'm glad you brought that up. Keep that in mind. Uh, moving down here again to the 7 p.m. slot, we have the Colorado Avalanche against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, the game itself is in Montreal. Looks like Colorado money line pays off minus 165. Montreal money line plus 145. The over under is set at 6.5. Over pays plus 100. The under minus 120. Uh, Joel, what are you thinking here, bud? Well, part of me wants to say that the abs will roll as usual, but, you know, we got a big game tonight, don't we, Talon? You do? Against who? The old Leafs. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes, but I expect it'll be uh, Johansson and Net for Colorado here. 
And uh, he, he's played not too bad, actually, this year. But he, he's not Kemper, uh, as much as I've criticized him so far. But, yeah, the, the Canadians are in free fall. Uh, that's another thing we didn't hit on the news. Uh, Bergevin got fired after being there for, what, 10 years or so. So that's a big shakeup there in Montreal. But yeah, the Colorado are obviously the, the, the much better team. It's just a question of what happens tonight against the Leafs. You know, is it a bit of a letdown spot or is it a get-right spot? You know, we'll see. I, I tend to think that the Owls will roll tonight. I already bet them pretty heavily. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it's a, a letdown spot. But, uh, yeah, at this point, I would say just watch how the game goes tonight between the Avs and the Leafs. If the Avs win... Maybe lay off, but if the Avs lose, just hammer Colorado tomorrow because they're not losing both. Yeah, Joel may not say it, but I will. The Avs are, are going to roll here as as normal as usual in Montreal. I mean, Colorado's won what seven of eight heading into tonight's tonight's game against the Leafs. Canadians have lost two of three. They've lost seven of nine. Canadians give up three and a half goals a game. Colorado scores four a game. And the back to back, I don't think really should be an issue for the Avs. They've they're one and zero in the situation this season, and going back to last season, they've won six straight games on zero days rest. So, I like the Avs here a lot. Minus one sixty five seems like an amazing price. I already locked that in. I bet that already for tomorrow. That could go up to minus one eighty, minus one ninety, especially depending on what happens tonight. So, I feel like definitely lock that in as soon as possible. Avs, you're getting a good price because it's a back to back in Montreal. Avs are averaging four goals a game, which is insane. Number one in the NHL. Boys, with that in mind, what you both just said, I'm taking fucking Colorado Montreal under 6.5, paying off minus 120 for one goddamn reason. Colorado's going to get skating into the fucking ground tonight by the goddamn Toronto Maple Leafs. There's going to be nothing left of this squad. They're going to be getting their ass kicked left, right, and center by Wayne Simmons, Nick Ritchie, and the gang. They're going to be bruised, battered, and torn. By the time they get to that game in Montreal tomorrow, they're just going to want to score two goals and get the hell out of Canada. So I'm taking the under at 6.5 minus 120. Keep in mind, too, 6.5 is a pretty goddamn high number for any teams to cover. So I like that. If that line does drop down to six, not that big of a fan of it, but at 6.5, I'll take the under in that game. That's going to be the first time a Canadiens game is at six and a half, (laughs) (laughs) considering they can't score. Right. The Avs have have scored six or more in, what, five of their past eight games. So that's a risky bet there, Talon. Got to risk it to get the biscuit, bud. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving down here again to the 7 p.m. slate. We have the Chicago Blackhawks against the Washington Capitals. Uh, the game itself is in Washington. Looks like Chicago money line pays plus 170. Washington money line minus 210. The over under set at six. Over pays minus 115. The under minus 105. This is another game, boys, where I'm leaning towards the under here. And the only reason I'm doing that straight up is because of goalie stats. So Ilya Samsonov currently has a record of 9-0-1, which is absolutely incredible. I don't know why people aren't talking about that more. Uh, goals against average is 2.27, save percentage of 0.918, and three goddamn shutouts on the year. Now, on the opposite side of the things, Marc-Andre Fleury, who's expected to get the nod for Chicago here. We all know he started off pretty slow to the year. He's 5-9-0 in the record. But he's bounced back a little bit on his numbers, guys. He's 2.91 goals against average, a .914 save percentage, and one shutout. All things considered to where he was, we all know he had a horrible start of the season. Maybe Marc-Andre Fleury is starting to kind of shape up his game a little bit here. Maybe he knows that a Canadian Olympic goalie spot is still kind of up for grabs, and he's trying to impress here. So I'm taking the under six at minus 105 on this game. I like the the caps here a lot. I mean, the Blackhawks are two seven and one on the road. The Capitals are seven one and three at home. Washington's a top five defense in terms of goals against, shots against. Chicago's offense is bottom three in goals per game and shots per game. So I just see a, a complete mismatch here. I like the Capitals. Uh, minus minus two ten is obviously pretty pretty heavy there, but I do like to win in regulation is minus one fifteen. And so far, they have all 14 of their wins have come in regulation. So I do like that. If you're looking at the puck line, it's plus 115. Uh, Chicago's last four losses have all been by at least two goals. So that that gives you some value there. But it, but to get minus 115 on regulation, I like that a lot down from 210 on, on the money line. You know, early in the year, we were talking about how the Blackhawks were letting all these outstanding chances. They were near the bottom in terms of expected goals against. 
But I adjusted some nerd numbers here, and uh, in terms of the last three weeks, they are number four expected goals against. This new coach has got them turned around. I mean, he's, uh, I don't know, their, their offense isn't quite there, but the, the the defense, they're clearly stressing that element, and that's that's really helped Flurry out. He's been better, and uh, the defense has been better. So I'm all over uh, talent's pick there, under six, because um, Blackhawks aren't scoring as much, and they're not letting as many goals in. And the Capitals, too. Their they're, uh, expected goals are not as high as you would think, considering, you know, well, there's a Vetchkin. He makes up for that at somewhat. <laughs> uh, yeah, but if there's not many power plays, I like the under six here uh, even better. So, yeah, I, if anything, I'd play under six here. We're in that one together, buddy. We'll be riding. All right, moving her down again to the 7 p.m. slate. We have the St. Louis Blues against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, game itself is in Tampa Bay. It looks like St. Louis money line pays off plus 120. Tampa Bay money line minus 145. The over-under is set at 5.5, both over and under paying minus 110. Uh, boys, before I make my pick here, I got to say, this has got to be the game of the day, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. With that being said, I've taken a lot of unders today. And if you look at the advanced stats metrics, especially with goals against, things of that nature, everything's saying to take the under. I'm saying the opposite. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think we're going to have like a 5-4, 5-3 game here. I'm taking the over at 5.5, paying off minus 110. Both teams are averaging over three goals per game. So I know that they're playing against each other. Defensively, they're a lot better than the other teams that have been playing as well. But I kind of am feeling the over here at 5.5, paying off minus 110. Yeah, I'm... I don't mind that, I guess. I mean, the last game, there were seven goals. and But that was, of course, with Brian Elliott in net. And that's exactly why I'm taking the Lightning this time. Because, you know, who's not in net? Brian Elliott. Vasilevsky <laughs> should be back in this one. Uh, I know Stamkos, he had to attend the birth of his child. You know, family get in the way of hockey. It happens. We'll see if he gets back in time for this one. But even if not, I still like the Lightning here at under minus 150. They're they're much, playing much better now. They're a much deeper team than the Blues, even without Kucherov, Point, Stamkos. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they still have so many good players, and of course, uh, Victor Heaven on the back line. Yeah, I, I'm all over the Lightning here at minus 145. I, I'm with you there, Joel. It's hard to beat the same team twice in a row, especially when the second time, like you said, is with their much better goalie in net. And possibly with Stamkos back as well. And it's also Tampa is home now where they're 7-3-2 opposed to 5-2-2 and on the road. And St. Louis isn't great on the road. They're 5-4-2 uh, opposed to 7-3-1 and at home. So I like I lean towards the Lightning here. I feel like especially if Vassie's going to be starting, definitely if Stamkos is going to be back, I like them, like you said, minus 150 or less. All right. Moving down here to the 7.30 p.m. slate. We have the San Jose Sharks against the New York Islanders. Uh, the game itself is in New York. Uh, looks like San Jose money line pays off minus 105. New York money line minus 115. The over under is set at 5.5. The over pays minus 105. The under minus 115. All right. Fellas, you ever see that episode of Seinfeld where Jerry's trying to return the jacket and he's like, I'm returning it out of spite? Well, I'm making yeah. this goddamn pick out of spite. I hope the Isles lose every goddamn game at home this year. I fucking hate this team. I hate this fan base just because of what they did to my boy John Tavares. I'll say it all year long. Ignore the fact that I picked them to have success earlier in the year on our first ever show. But I'm taking San Jose Moneyline minus 105. And if you look quietly, James Reimer has put up some sneaky good numbers over the past 5-10 games. So keep that in mind here. I'm on the Sharks going into going into Long Island. Yeah, the Sharks looked good last night in Newark. I was, I was there. Devils didn't really look like they had, they had much. And like you said, the Islanders, they're just so shitty. And this is this is their first game back after like a week-long COVID pause. Heading into that, they, they lost eight in a row. They're not scoring goals whatsoever. They've scored seven total goals in their past eight games, including three shutouts. So I, I like the Sharks here a lot. I like the under. It's just, like you said, Reimer's playing well. The Islanders can't score. Give me the Sharks in the under, maybe even in a parlay. I like like those two a lot. Are you guys living alone on the island? <laughs> Just abandoning ship. You guys were with me at the beginning of the season. You like the Islanders too. I know it. But you know what? <laughs> I'm not I'm not leaving the island here because I like the Islanders still. Uh, you know, they, they had the worst start of the season, starting with that 13-game road trip. Then they come home and they all get COVID. They lose a bunch <laughs> of games. Finally, the NHL postpones them. Um, but this, this is a time when... Uh, the last stand is the Alamo right here against the Sharks, who I still don't buy into all the way. Uh, 
this is a game I'm all over the Islanders here. It's hard to find lines right now, given the situation. But, yeah, I, I like them on the money line, regulation, whatever. They're going to beat the Sharks. The Sharks, yeah, they, they can't sustain what they're doing. I don't, I don't believe in them just so far. Uh, you know, Carlson's been playing better, Burns better, whatever. But uh, the Islanders, they're... They're a real family. They they got a good culture going there, and they're gonna want to win games now. They're they're gonna turn their season around. They got a bit of a time off, and uh, unless they're all just you know still throwing up from COVID, or whatever, uh, they should win this game. You know what? Give me Sharks on the reverse puck line minus one and a half plus two forty. Those are some. You're on, ones. buddy. <laughs> Let's just bet each other. Skip the, all right. skip the big. Skip the bookie. <laughs> yeah. Winner gets first dibs at the lock next week or next show. There you go. All right, moving down here to the 8 p.m. slot. We have the Boston Bruins against the Nashville Predators. Uh, game itself is in Nashville. Looks like Boston money line pays off minus 120. Nashville money line plus 100. The over-under set at 5.5. Over pays minus 115. The under minus 105. Uh, Ryan, what are you thinking here, bud? Yeah, these are two teams who are kind of have a similar record. Boston 11-8 and Nashville 12-9-1. and Boston kind of underperforming so far this season. Nashville kind of surprising people. I, I'm leaning towards Nashville here just because they're at home. Uh, Bruins without Marshan, so they're going to have to move Hall up and kind of change up their middle six there as well. And Nashville's 7 4 0 at home. Boston's only 4 4 on the road. It's, there's not much, there's not, it's not a huge underdog. I mean, barely an underdog plus 100, but I feel like Nashville's going get, to get the job done, done here at home as they have in their last two home games and three of their past four home games. Yeah, even without Marchand, though, I think the Bruins are going to win here. Nashville, they're 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 a fraudulent team still. <laughs> uh, I'll die saying that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see if Saros is playing. I think they're a much better team with Saros in there because he he is the backbone of the team. But yeah, I don't have a strong feeling here. I just I just I like the Bruins because. They're a better team, but when they get the goaltending, they're a great team. Right now, they're not getting the goaltending, so uh, I'll probably end up betting them, but it won't be a large amount. I, I, it's, the numbers tell me to take the Bruins, but the, the goaltending advantage is all towards Nashville, so at this point, I'll just have to lean to Boston. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Joel. I'm on Boston money line at minus 120 here. The Bruins have proved in the past that they can play without Brad Marchand. Um, and look for guys like Bergeron, Pasternak, et cetera, to just kind of step up and have a strong game. By all or by all means, both of those guys can easily put a game on their backs. And like you said, Nashville's kind of frauds this year. Their whole team is pretty much Juicy Saros. And if he's not playing well, they're fucking shit out of luck. I'm liking the Bruins minus 120. I've been burned too many times betting against him as a Leaf fan. So I'm taking Boston here. Uh, moving down again to the 8 p.m. slot, we have the New Jersey Devils against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, it looks like the game itself is in Minnesota. New Jersey money line pays plus 140. Minnesota money line minus 160. The over/under set at 5.5. Over pays minus 120. The under plus 100. Uh, Ryan, give us again, bud. What do you got? Yeah, let's get wild here. I kind of I love <laughs> Minnesota in this spot. The Devils simply aren't really that good. Minnesota is a much deeper team, much better team. They're also playing playing better recently. Uh, they're 8-2-0 and at home. Devils are 3-3-2 and on the road. The Wild beat the Devils in Jersey last week, 3-2 in a shootout to spark a four-game win streak. They've beaten the Jets and the Lightning in that time. Meanwhile, the Devils have lost 3-4. of They've lost 6-8. of So I really like minus 160 on the Wild here at home. Kind of seems like a steal. I'm definitely going to be betting that for a few units. And I also like the over here. Minnesota's gone over in three straight. So has the Devils. Minnesota's gone over uh, in six or the last seven, and the Devils have gone over in six or the last eight. I could see the Wild putting up putting up four or five here. They've they've scored five, four, and seven in their, in their past three games. Yeah, unfortunately, the Wild are a wagon. They're a really good team, well put together. They don't have a lot of star power, but the whole the whole team puts in 100% effort almost every night. And uh, the Devils just they don't have the firepower to match that. Plus, they're they're very weak on the back end. Uh, they're fourth worst in terms of expected goals against. And the Wild, yeah, they they score goals for fun, especially uh, late in games. If they, <laughs> yeah, you never you can never count out the Wild, uh, especially with the goalie pulled. So yeah, I have to agree with Ryan here. Give me the Wild. Boys, we're all in on it again here. Minnesota Wild money line minus one sixty. This is the team that is quietly eight two and o, or eight two and zero at home this year. 
those numbers alone are enough to give me them a chance against almost any team in the league. Put them against a team like New Jersey. By all means, I'm hammering them as long as they're paying off minus 160. So Minnesota Moneyline, that's got to be the play. All three of us are on it. If you're listening to this, fucking mortgage the house. Look out. Or we'll get absolutely fucked. One of the two. <laughs> all right. Moving down again to the 8.30 p.m. slot here. We have... Looks like the Columbus Blue Jackets against the Dallas Stars. Uh, the game itself is in Dallas. Columbus Moneyline pays off plus 150. Dallas Moneyline minus 175. The over-under is set at 5.5. Overpays plus 100. The under minus 120. Boys, you already know what the pick is for this, right? We're going fucking Columbus Blue Jackets Moneyline plus 150. I am loving the road dogs heading into Dallas here. Let me tell you why. My boy, Elvis Merzlikens, 9-3-0 in the year, 2.41 goals against average, a .929 save percentage, and one goddamn shutout. This guy has been an absolute rock this year for, honestly, not a great Columbus team. He's stealing the show. That's enough for me to ride with him on Columbus. I've had a lot of luck betting these guys as dogs this year. I'm going to keep going until they give me a reason not to. I'm on the Jackets. The Jackets have, have been friendly to us recently as a dog, but I, I lean towards Dallas here just because they're at home. They're 7-2-1 at home. Columbus is 4-5-0 and on the road. Dallas has won, what, five straight, seven of their past eight. Columbus, back-to-back losses, gave up six goals in each game. So I kind of like kind of like Dallas here, lean a little bit, and I might put something small on this game to go to overtime at plus 320. Could see like a 2-2, 3-3 game through Ooh, 60 like minutes. That. Yeah, I like the stars here as well. Um, ever since that 7-2 destruction by the Wild, uh, they had a players-only <laughs> meeting. And ever since then, they've won every game. You know, like you said, five in a row. The Preds, they just got thrashed by the Predators. One of the Jackets got thrashed by the Predators. <laughs> the Preds will destroy themselves in time. Just wait. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the Jackets lost 6-0 there. And uh, they, yeah, they're heading into another... Uh, it's a similar style team, the, the Preds and the Stars here. Uh, Stars play even more physical uh, defensive team. Um, they also have good goaltending, and I don't think the Jackets have the firepower to to match that. They don't have, they, they can't break through that that system that Stars run. Um, so yeah, the, the Stars should suffocate the Jackets here and win comfortably. Um, moving <laughs> moving down here to the 10:30 p.m. slate, we have the Calgary Flames against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, looks like the game itself is in LA. Calgary money line pays off minus 150. Los Angeles money line plus 130. The over under is set at 5.5. Over pays plus 120. The under minus 140. Uh, Joel, finish us out here, bud. Uh, well, the Kings, yeah, they're a good home team and all that. <laughs> they're playing the Ducks last night. Um, in the Freeway face-off, whatever the fuck they call it. <laughs> that little, <laughs> little rivalry game they got. And it was a pretty crazy one, actually. You know, it was like no goals through half the game, and then there was eight in the, the, the latter half. Um, <laughs> Ducks went in the shootout there. But the Kings, they were resilient. They they scored like uh, like three straight goals there in the third. Uh, four straight, just one was called offside. I, I like the Kings here just because Calgary – Calgary team they they're depending too much on Markstrom these days you know he, he's getting he's getting really hot you know he's getting shutouts I think he set a record at some point this many shutouts early in the year but uh this will be a slugfest and any plus 130 I, I like the Kings to to win a coin flip game kind of thing um you gotta lean under two but at minus 140 five and a half it's it's a bit stingy in a coin flip game, I like the plus odds. Plus 130 is fine with me. Give me the Kings. I, I don't see how this is really a coin flip game at all, given how these two teams are playing. Kings have lost six of the past seven. Their only win was against the Senators, and we've discussed how how bad they've been. Cal- Calgary's won five of six, six of eight games. Five of those six wins have been by at least two goals, if you're looking for the, for the puck line there, if you're looking for some value. I like the Flames here a lot, though. Minus 150 on the road has not been an issue for them this season. They're 9-2-2. Two, two. They're only 4-2-3 and three at home. I think Jacob Markstrom already has five shutouts. He could get another one here against the Kings. The Kings aren't going to be erasing a 4-1 deficit against against Calgary like they did against Anaheim. So I like Calgary here a lot at, at minus 150. I am right there with you at the Flames money line minus 150. 
Another thing that I am going to be looking out for here, though, if you can find it on certain books, if you can find unexpected penalty minutes total, and if you can take the over on that, I am really liking that. Guys, we finally have the return after a year and a half because of COVID of Drew Doughty and Matthew Kachuk. These guys haven't seen each other in fucking a year and a half. They hate the shit out of each other. Drew Doughty just came back to the lineup. If you think for a second that they're not going to be jawing, doing stupid shit after the play, you're absolutely wrong. So I am totally on Calgary money line minus 150. If you can find a book that's offering penalty minutes totals, I'm taking the over on that. And honestly, at plus 120, the over at 5.5, solely based on the potential for there to be a lot of penalty minutes in this game, I might sprinkle a half unit on that alone because you never know. Calgary is a pretty red hot power play and L.A., they got some shooters on there, too. So I'm liking the Flames money line. I'm liking the over at plus 120. And I'm also liking the penalty minute totals here. Yeah, over is not a bad play. And we also have the kind of the carryover of the Brendan Lemieux Kachuk saga with with uh, Matthew Kachuk playing the Kings now. So could definitely be a lot of penalty minutes with that. Plus the Kachuk Dowdy thing we haven't seen in, in over a year now. We're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app and it's fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Download today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. Since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, and it is purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io, that's SoBet.io, today to join the revolution. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. And don't forget, make sure you head over to prizepicks.com and get signed up today to get that 100% deposit bonus using promo code SGP. All right, boys. Well, that wraps up our slate here. Let's, uh, let's jump right into our mortal locks, dogs, and totals. Joel, kick us off this week, bud. What do you got? Uh, give me the Lightning. Uh, they're going to get revenge for the Blues coming back from three down. We didn't really mention that, but what a crazy night that was last night with the three games. Teams were three down, and uh, all three teams came back to tie or win. Panthers down three in the third period. They won against the Caps in regulation. The The Blues down three. They won in a shootout, and uh, the Kings down three, and they, they managed to lose in a shootout. Uh, yeah, it was a crazy, crazy day. But uh, at this point, we're going to look for revenge here with the Lightning going against the Blues. They're going to they're gonna throttle them there. Uh, and then from the dog, uh, I'll take the Kings here at the plus 130. You know, you guys make some good points, but you're going to be wrong all the same because <laughs> <laughs> the Flames... They can't depend on the goaltending forever. It's going to fall apart at some point. And, uh, yeah, they're going to get a bad game here. I'm hoping for Cal Peterson. Oh, although Johnny Johnny Quick, he, he's played well this year. So even that is not a it's not a nice. Cheers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even Johnny Quick is not a, a negative there. And my total is the Panthers team total over three and a half at minus 148. 
against the Sabres. They're leaking goals. Their goaltending sucks. That's self-explanatory. The Panthers can score goals for fun. Um, yeah, that's where I'm going. All right, we got the hockey gambling po- podcast gone wild here. Give me the Minnesota blowout at home <laughs> against the Devils for my lock. Minus 160, 8-2-0 at home. Devils suck right now. Lost 3 of 4, 6 of 8. So give, give me that right there, minus 160. Uh, for my dog, it's it's an even smaller chihuahua than I had last time. I have the Predators at plus 100. Still barely an underdog. Just kind of, I feel like Saros could hopefully steal a game there. They're they're better at home than the Bruins are on the road. And kind of, there's no other really dogs on the board I, I like even remotely. And then for my total, I'm going right back to that wild game over five and a half. You could see the wild score five or six themselves to get themselves. And the Devils would probably, probably put up one or two to, to help out a bit. Boys, you can feel it in the air right now. It's a cold December night in Toronto. There's a little bit of snow. I need a little bit of heat. I'm taking the Calgary Flames money line for my lock minus 150 versus uh, versus LA. And I'll tell you what, even though it is a little bit chilly out here, you're going to need a jacket. For my dog, I'm taking the Columbus Blue Jackets money line plus 150 versus the Dallas Stars. I'm trusting my boy Merz Leakins for everything I said. They're going to go in there and absolutely upset Dallas. They're going to have to have another team meeting to figure out why the fuck they just lost to Columbus. And for my totals, I'm riding with my boy Mike Andre Fleury, the or with the under six against Washington, paying off minus 105. I'm really feeling the under in that game, guys. I can't stress that enough. So I'm hoping it hits, or else I'm gonna look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> but I'm on, uh, I'm on the under six there. You couldn't find a good pun for that last one. I, I like the first two. <laughs> no, I got nothing right now. Honestly, I'm just going off the top of my head. But <laughs> all right. Well, guys, uh, by all means, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Like I said at the beginning of the show, like I say on every show, like I'll say on the next show, that's the place to find out where you can win some money. Lots of awesome picks there, whether it be football, hockey, basketball. Give it a couple months. Baseball will be there. If you if they don't got it, you don't need it. So check out everything on the website uh, as well. As always, shout out to everybody in the Slack group. You guys are the absolute best. And if you're not in there yet, Go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack. That's the place to be. That's where all the live bets are going in. That's where the shitstorm is a brewing during the games. Yeah, de- definitely check out the Slack. I've been crushing it on on shots on goal props recently, putting them in there. Hopefully, I don't jinx myself. Hopefully, we can, we can all make some money in there. Slack's great. Shout out to those guys. And yeah, make sure you check out the Hockey Gambling Podcast wherever you find your podcast. Just subscribe and follow. For Apple, it's sg.pn slash hockey. And for Spotify, it's sg.pn slash hockey s. Leave us a five-star rating and review and let us know what you think. All right. I am Talon Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer. You'll find me walking over Talon's grave because by the time you listen to this, (laughs) the Aslo destroyed the Leafs. Buddy, we got to put something on this game. We'll talk after this, okay? We'll talk. There'll be more than talking, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Peace.